Welcome to the Anxiety Wad Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and we are recording live at the Million Meter Row event here at CrossFit ELC. It was something that uh, we were contacted by David Quisberg from CrossFit Grow, the charity that he started, uh, I believe last year was their first year. Um, it's to raise mental health awareness for both depression, anxiety, and a handful of other mental health issues. I'm going to have uh, try to grab a few people from the community to chat on the podcast here. I'm going to be rolling at 8.30. I think I'm going to do an hour to start, <laughs> which it, you'll find out as the episode progresses how that went for me. I'm someone that, uh, you know, with, with the hip replacements, it's rolling is a struggle because uh, my back just kind of locks up. I get super tight, and <laughs> it just affects me a little bit more than I would like. So we shall see. So stay tuned. Uh, should be a good day. People are starting to show up. I'm set up uh, with the table here if you want to come down and visit, which you won't know because this is coming out after the event, but hopefully you'll come down and visit. i um, got some big things in the works. Can't wait to share them with you. I see a couple people here that have been on the podcast, and I got one person that just walked in that is going to be on the podcast, so looking forward to it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. All right, guys, I just did my first 50 minutes, and I think I got about 11,000 meters, which isn't much. The guy next to me, David Swedberg, who is a friend of the show, who's been on a couple times, is doing a marathon, and I think he's got like 26,000 left to go, which is amazing. So one thing to note is when you're rowing that long is to take care of your hands early. Um, So he started out with just, you know, regular grip, and then he put on some gloves, and then he took his gloves off and used a towel, and then he used his gloves with a towel, and so he's kind of switching it up. And the other thing you want to note is to switch up your grip. And so I was going one hand under, both hands under, both over, and then I actually went way on the side and just kind of used it um, that way for a little while. So the hardest part probably is going to be your butt. Other than your grip, I mean, we were all used to uh, ripping our hands and getting blisters on our hands, but uh, your butt gets tight, especially for me. Uh, like I mentioned before with <laughs> with my hip surgery, that's and actually it's, it's good to know that um, I just did 50 minutes and it wasn't too long ago, maybe a year or so, that I could only last maybe four minutes on there before my, my hips and my glutes would completely seize up, my lower back would seize up, and I'd have to get off, stretch, and then get back on. And uh, so it's the capacity is growing, which is nice to see. Um, currently, we're already over um, 120,000, I believe, so we're, we're well on our way. And I think we have about 12 rowers out there that, are, that have been going since 8 o'clock this morning, and it's now about 9.30. Um, so we're we're well off and running and pretty soon I'm gonna bring on our first guest so hang tight and it's not gonna seem like I take a break but I'm gonna go take a break real quick and poof, we'll be back on with our first guest thanks for joining me see I told you it'd be a quick break but uh, we're on here with uh, CrossFit ELC Empowered Living owner Kate Schultz uh, Kate's gonna talk a little bit about the sponsorships that we have going here and um, a little bit more about the event so welcome Kate hi thank you um, thanks for uh, putting this together. It's uh, crazy. I think um, David Quisberg said that there's about six different boxes that are doing this. This is our first go around. We're, uh, like I said earlier, we're already over 100,000 meters. And uh, beautiful day. Thankfully, it was today and not yesterday. Yeah. But uh, let's talk a little bit about sponsorships. Who, who all do we have that are uh, that are donating? And then maybe a little bit about, I don't know if we want to talk about how much. But, sure. Um, 
talk about where it's going and then uh, anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. So we, I sent out over 60 donation request letters to local businesses in our community and um, I got such an amazing response. I think it's so overwhelming. There's so many, you know, I think large businesses and even small businesses, you get so many donation requests every week, right? And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to try and maybe we'll get one person to respond, right? That'll be huge. And we ended up um, having seven gold sponsors, which was our largest sponsorship option. Awesome. And so Riley Brothers, Willie Supervalue, the Met Lounge, the Dental Depot, Mundell Financial LLC, CDS, and Seals and Munsterman Accounting um, all chose to be gold sponsors, which was huge. Um, we had a silver sponsor of Hancock Concrete, and then we had a bronze, three bronze sponsors, SCMC, um, Morris Electronic, and then Riverside Express. So we were just so lucky to have such a response and and so many people even were like hey we've kind of capped out on our donation request for the week or for the month but hey we think this is such an awesome thing we're going to give you 50 bucks so we're going to give you 25 bucks and so we had so many businesses who chose to do that just because they they valued and appreciated the event that we were hosting um so it was amazing and then we did a gofundme page as well and that's kind of how our coach david ended up rowing a marathon because he (laughs) said if we raise a thousand dollars he's going to row a marathon and we raised that a thousand dollars extremely fast like really quick yeah Yeah. and um so we ended up having about twelve hundred or so dollars on the um, gofundme page as well so we've raised over three grand um just in in donations which has been huge um the kiwanis food truck is donating their time and coming and setting up for us here and um it's just been such an amazing response from the community and just the amount of people who are willing to be like, yep, I'm going to hop on a rower. Yep, I'm going to do this. Yep, I'm going to be here has been phenomenal. We have a couple people tabling here. So like Russ Kinship, which is a mentoring service in our community, is here tabling. And um, the Mental Health Drop-In Center, which who is a recipient of our donations. So we're splitting the donations. Half of the donations will go to the Mental Health Drop-In Center and half of the donations will go to UMM Student Counseling. And so both of those places are also tabling here today so people can just get to know them a little bit better and the services that they're offering in our community. Mm-hmm. Yep, so. and I'm, I'm planning on having both those guys on here to kind of discuss yeah. about what they do, the services they provide, yeah, and, and other things like that. And, and the cool part about it is we just had someone jump on that had never rode before. Yeah. You know, and then and then his daughter was about two rowers down, and she's nine. She's in my son's class, actually. And yep. so it's really for anybody. Um, right. But the best part about it is we're just we're raising raising awareness on something that you know we both you know work in that space mm-hmm. from time to time mm-hmm. where we do help other people, and mm-hmm. um, it's such an important thing just to keep the conversation going. And with yeah. events like this. You know, people are driving by, cranking their necks, like, what yeah. are you doing? Honking their horns. Yeah, and so it's creating interest, and, and it's yep. just a, an amazing thing. I'm, I'm yep. pumped about it. Um, I think a big thing, you know, so many people say when they talk about the benefits of CrossFit or when they talk about the benefits of coming to Empowered Living, so many people, you know, yes, they notice a, you know, physical effects, right? Like, they feel better, mm-hmm. have more energy, all these things. But they're also like, you know what, Kate? Mentally, I feel the best I felt in my ever life, in my whole life, right? So it's it's mental health is such a good conversation to have, and it's not always about, you know, I think when we talk about mental illness or mental health, people go to these extremes, right? Mm-hmm. They picture, uh, you know, kind of what you see in the movies, and not that the that this isn't also what this event is about, is helping those people who are on that extreme end of the spectrum, but also just helping everyday people like stay-at-home moms who are mm-hmm. exhausted, or dads who are suffering from anxiety or depression, and it's not it's not considered quotes here normal to talk about it as a guy right and so there's so many people in our community who are just working through the balance of everyday life and everyday stresses and Mm -hmm. and um 
illnesses and all of these things, just trying to balance everything that life comes with. And so mental health is just so much further and it's getting yep. to have that normal conversation mm -hmm. about, you know what, coming to the gym for me helps me be a better dad yeah. or a better mom or yep. helps me have more energy at work. And when I feel better about my job, I feel better every day about my self-esteem and, mm -hmm. you know, all of those yep. things tie in. And so it's just having that conversation of we all have mental health. Right. Well, and everybody like that I work with or has contact with, you're like, God, knowing you, I would have never thought that you had anything right. like that. You just, right. Obviously, you know, I mean, but yeah, like, you, you never know. You think you that they have know. to be homeless or that they have to right. be jobless or that they have to be look a certain way or, or feel... And, banging their head on the wall. Yeah, or, right. Know. And it, it's one of those things where it's like, no, we all, yeah. we all are working through stuff, whether it's situational or whether it's something that we've, has been gener generationally passed down mm -hmm. or we're all working through something. Right. And, and I think it's just letting the language be more natural right. and something like this helps it yep. be that and, and the cool part for us you know being a coach and you being the owner is mm -hmm. like our community showed up you know yeah. it's, it's like pretty much our regulars are all here yeah and they're going to be coming throughout the day and so yeah that's the thing for me is like mm -hmm. once i started crossfit is like i had this this open source to work on myself but also have the support of people that are lifting to help like lift us up yeah real, realistically like, yeah you know, and, and Kate and I kind of touched on it. We might do it a little bit more, but when I had moved back here, I was I was struggling with something I didn't even know was going on. But when I kind of hit that that wall, they you know you were there to lift me up, and and mm -hmm. you know the people around me were like, dude. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess I am doing that again. So yeah, you know, it's yeah. just you never know where it comes from. You never know what to expect, and events yep. like these help raise awareness, but it also is an avenue to find resources for other people like you know yeah. Kate's a therapeutic coach there, there's tons of work you can do there mm -hmm. um, you know and for it's for everyday people yep. it's not for like we said for people that are at the extreme end of the spectrum yep. you know you got the student counseling service the drop-in center kinship for mentorship for children mm -hmm. and it's all around just a good event so yeah and I, I the reason I wanted to make it such a family-friendly event is because I want to open the door for families to have conversation mm -hmm. right about what is mental health or why are we getting on these rowers why are we trying to get millions of meters and and what does that look like but also um, you know the people next to you can be struggling. And so for you to show up to this event, it's showing them that you care. Mm -hmm. You know, even though they might not be voicing that they're struggling, you know, there's people who are sitting on these rowers right now who have lost family members to suicide mm -hmm. and, and who they themselves have had a, such an uphill battle with mental health. And maybe they've had to go into a facility or a treatment center. Mm -hmm. or maybe they've had to see a counselor consistently or maybe they had to take a break from their job and they feel a lot of um, shame or guilt or fear or anxiety around those conversations or people finding those things out. And so when we show up to these events and when we show up and we hop on that rower and we, we donate our money, that's us saying that like, I care about you. Mm -hmm. I support you. I love you. And I don't know who you are and I don't know, I don't need to know your story, right. you know, necessarily, but, but I got you, you don't have to share that with me, but I got you yep. and I care about you. And I think that's so like, I don't think people realize like how impactful getting on that rower is for the person next to them mm -hmm. who every night is struggling right. or every day is still grieving the loss of their loved one. Yep. Um, it's just, it's so much more impactful, I think, than people give themselves credit for. Like, yeah. just by showing up, you're doing a huge thing. And I can see, like, the door opening to that conversation for yep. someone that is like, oh, they're coming. Maybe. Yeah. Because, you know, like, for me, it was like, I knew who I wanted to talk to. I just didn't have the guts to actually pull the trigger and start mm -hmm. the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so something like this might be that, that door that opens. They're like, oh, I can talk to this person about right. this. You know, it's safe because they're, they were there and it might even just be the end. Like, hey, remember when we went to that event? That's, you know, that's something I struggle with. Right. And that's how you could start that conversation. Right. It doesn't have to be this big, grandiose, like sit down and all formal. Right. You just be like. Right. It's, it's, it's just it's coming to the gym. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. 
Anything else? I don't think so. Maybe we're we just going to keep rowing away. Talk for an hour. Yeah, we could. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it going. But I appreciate you being on here. And uh, we'll, maybe we'll have you back on at the end to kind of do a recap yeah. and see uh, where we ended up with our, awesome. our meters and everything else. Well, thank you for putting this on. Okay. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Understood. for being here, Corey. Yeah, you bet. All right. That was Kate Schultz, CrossFit ELC, Empowered Living owner, co-owner with her hubby. Uh, we'll have another pre- people or we'll have other people on here shortly. Uh, I'm going to bring Jean Williamson on and... Um, she's going to talk about the college that's in town here, University of Minnesota Morris, uh, student counseling. Uh, I always get her title wrong, so I'm going to have her actually say it. So she's actually out watching her daughter and her husband. Um, her husband had, is the one that had, had not rowed before, and so he's, he's on there rowing, and her, her daughter is nine, and she's in my son's grade, so she's, she's out there with him right now. I might actually have my son on here as well and maybe my wife and you know just a few other people i'm going to try to i'm going to try to get david on when he's done rowing his marathon but then also another person that has lost someone to uh, depression see if she's going to be brave enough to step up and chat and then we'll just see so thanks for joining us i'll be back on shortly all right i'm back here with uh, gene williamson and welcome to the show gene thank you um so if you want to just do a little quick uh, elevator speech on who you are, where you work, because I, I was telling them that I, I always forget what your title is, so I always have to ask you. So go ahead. Okay, so um, I'm Jean Williamson. I am a yoga teacher here at Empowered Living Company, so that's my connection to ELC. Um, and the reason I went to get my yoga training a couple years ago um, was because I'm a mental health therapist, and there's a lot of research and different things coming out about the efficacy of yoga in um, anxiety work and trauma work and um, yeah so um, I I teach yoga here and then I also work at the University of Minnesota Morris as a counselor and I um, have some leadership in the office as well so cool yeah so what what kind of services are available for students at the college to to um, look up and and utilize um, as far as what comes through your office and whatnot Yeah, so students are welcome to use um, on-campus resources. So our office, the Student Counseling Office, we provide individual and group therapy. Um, There's a lot of information on our website, so that's a really great resource. Um, There's other offices on campus, too, that support mental health. So the Disability Resource Center, for example, provides accommodations for students who need accommodations in their classes. Um, Yes, and then there's the Wellness Center as well. And so we do different well-being work and... um, work around increasing well-being just in general on mm-hmm. campus so yep. and I'll, I'll link all that stuff in the show too as well if any of you guys are um, attending the college and just it'd be a good resource to look at if you're at a different um, college or university to kind of get an idea of where you would look if you're looking for some help mm-hmm. um, so say let, let's say that I'm, I'm a college student I'm struggling I'm you know have anxiety or I'm depressed how does how does one start the process um, say that they've set up an appointment they're coming in to either visit with you or someone else how, how does that process begin or what does that look like yeah so I would say um it's pretty typical anywhere you go for therapy that you're going to have some sort of intake session, and it's the same in our office. So initial sessions, there's a lot of information gathering, paperwork. Um, I know that process can be a little scary and intimidating, but it's really good and important to have um, a good history when you're working with someone so that you can establish that relationship and continue forward in the process. So it's pretty standard, again, across um 
different outpatient clinics, college counseling centers that you would have like an initial intake appointment and then discuss with the practitioner the best course of action mm-hmm. for whatever your needs are. Yep. Yeah, and I found like, you know, the, the first time I went, it was it was extremely intimidating, but it was not at all what I expected. It was a lot easier than I expected. Mm-hmm. It's basically you're having a conversation with someone that can help you kind of navigate, um, you know, wherever you're at in your life. And, and so it's just kind of a, it's a good thing just to kind of bite the bullet if you're nervous about it, because it's going to be a lot easier than you expect. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you touched on the yoga thing, and that's something that I've found for myself is, is um, you know, meditation. And I know you, mm-hmm. you do meditation on. And where can people, just before I get into my question here, where can people find you for your meditation? Sure. So are you talking about the Insight Timer yeah. stuff? Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of resources for people to find meditation on their own. Yoga, too. There's some really great. If you're not feeling like you're in a space or a place where you can try yoga in a studio or at a fitness center um, or in a class, there's a lot of great online resources. Um, and same with meditation. So there's a few really good apps. I really like the Insight Timer app. Um, and because of that, I do contribute to the app as well and have four different meditations on there. But you can search um, on the app for any length of meditation. It can be fewer than five minutes or it can be up to 60 minutes. And um, I definitely encourage people to start slow. Maybe find a um, shorter meditation that they want to try, maybe right. a guided meditation, and then work up to that. Meditation can be really hard just right. because um, we're so busy and it involves quieting the mind mm-hmm. and that can be hard. So, yeah, but yeah, certainly check out Insight Timer. It's a free app. There's mil- there's a lot of contributors, thousands of contributors contributors and you can really kind of search for what you want mm-hmm. yep and yeah. i found that um you know both so i do i do ramad i don't you know with, with my schedule i don't have time to get to a class and ramad works but i also practice meditation on my own and and again you know similar to doing therapy it's a lot different than what you expect it's going to be what you make it and for me it was not so much trying to not think but it was it was letting thoughts go Mm-hmm. And someone that has an anxious mind or a depressed mind, we latch onto these thoughts. We kind of, you know, white knuckle onto them and refuse to let them go. And so, mm-hmm. a meditation practice is something that you can kind of practice to let them kind of float away, if you will. Yeah, and I would say um, because your podcast is an anxiety podcast, that for people with anxiety, it can be even harder right. to start meditation. Um, there's a lot. I know that when I first started, and I shared this a lot too, that uh, it was really, really hard for me. Mm-hmm. I would be shaking my leg and feeling like you Anxious. know this is just really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. um, I would just normalize that process. That that's really normal when you start, mm-hmm. um, and that's why it's good to kind of start slower, start with a, a shorter meditation. But that can get better with time and with right. practice, and then. It can become more natural yep yep and for me it was as soon as i would be like okay i'm meditating i would think about my anxious thought and then like, okay i'm meditating i'm thinking about like, right but then like i would return to breathing and they probably get sick of me talking about breath work all the time but mm-hmm. it, it works i mean and, mm-hmm. and you know for yoga i for me personally as someone that is not a yoga practitioner i look at yoga as moving meditation mm-hmm. um and and so i translate that into when i go for a walk over my lunch hour, I'll throw on a, a, a walking meditation. And so I think it kind of goes hand in hand. And would you think that someone that has a hard time starting a yoga practice, that yoga would actually be a better place to start and look at it as a moving meditation practice? Yeah, I think it depends. So, um, you know, as a, so I've been doing yoga for about 12 years and then I've been teaching for about two. Um, for me, and I tend to be anxious as well, that um, when I started yoga, for me, it was easier to do a faster yoga mm-hmm. practice, right? Because then yeah. I could move with my breath. There wasn't as much 
um, work in trying to get rid of the thoughts as they were coming or not get rid of them. That's, that's kind of the wrong term, but, um, to kind of accept them or let them pass by. Um, and I I would say, yeah, I would say that for certain people, like a breath to movement vinyasa Mm -hmm. type class could definitely be easier, kind of a place to start for other people that might be kind of intimidating and it might be easier to start, um, with a slower yoga class or meditation. Right. I think it just depends on who you are and where mm-hmm. you're at with your thoughts and the process. And, and people with social anxiety too, it's like you said, the, the online resources are abundant. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many of them out there and that's that's also a good place to start. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm completely just spaced That's okay. Um, so yeah, you're, a, you're a, an instructor here. And so when you started your yoga practice at obviously started at home or did you go to studio? I started at studio. We lived in the um, Twin Cities at the time. Okay. And yeah, so I started in studios there. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. So what are the different types of yoga? So I know the vinyasa one. Um, What what are other types of yoga? And like you said, that's the one if you want a little faster paced. What's Mm -hmm. something that's a little slower paced or something that's just different altogether? So there's a lot of different types of yoga. Um, And I'll just touch on a few, but I probably won't even cover them all. So um, I'll start with the ones that we offer here at Empowered Living and then maybe touch on a few others. So... um, Vinyasa is a breath to movement practice. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of vinyasa classes, you're doing sun salutations where you're moving throughout postures, physical postures with your breath. Um, And there are different speeds of vinyasa, Mm -hmm. I would say. So um, we offer a slow flow vinyasa here where we're moving slower throughout Mm -hmm. postures with breath to movement. Um, And then we offer just a regular vinyasa class, which is faster. We've offered power yoga here as well, which is a type of vinyasa that tends to be more vigorous. we also offer Ashtanga here, which is a very set series of postures. And um, I would say Vinyasa sort of um, developed from Ashtanga, and okay. Kate, Kate teaches those classes here. We also offer Hatha, which is um, kind of an all-encompassing yoga term, but here at ELC, it's a, I would say, middle-of-the-road class. It's not vinyasa, so you're not necessarily moving with your breath to movement, but Mm -hmm. breath is still an important part of the practice in yoga. It's called pranayama. Um, And so uh, there's... It's a slower, I would say, accessible practice. There's some standing postures, um, some seated, Mm -hmm. and some lying on your back. We also offer Hatha um, restorative, and so restorative, you're holding poses much longer mm-hmm. and with the support of props. I think that's the one I tried that I was just shaking like. <laughs> yeah, so um, we have a lot of different props that we use in a restorative practice: blocks, bolsters, blankets, mm-hmm. um, and you get into the posture in a comfortable way because we hold those. I mean, sometimes three, sometimes five minutes, mm-hmm. and then um, there's a lot of different types of yoga too that we don't offer here. There's Bikram yoga, which is hot yoga practiced in a studio of 150 degrees Um, I did my training in a hot yoga studio actually and um, there's yin yoga Mm -hmm. which is kind of like restorative a little bit different Um, also holding postures for longer and um, I'm sure there's others I'm forgetting but that's kind of a good awesome and and just like um, you know the different types of yoga you know you want to go and try the one that's gonna work best for you the one that you're most comfortable the one that is gonna uh, well the most comfortable um, starting you want to find something just like you would for therapy that's going to make you a little uncomfortable to kind of push you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, like you mentioned, there's there's a, a variety of different offices in, in the college that provide mental health services. There's mm-hmm. a variety of different areas that you can start. You, you mentioned Pranayama. That's actually the one I started with. I just mm-hmm. found a Pranayama app mm-hmm. and just customized it to myself. 
um, for breath work, but then for yoga as well. You got you. It's like trying on shoes. You got to find the one that fit the best, mm-hmm. but also are going to bring you the longest distance in your journey. So yeah. Um, anything else that you want to mention as far as the student counseling services or? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's um, we again try to offer um, a, a range of services. So not only do we offer individual and group counseling, there's things like Let's Talk where we go around to other offices on campus mm-hmm. and a counselor is there for students to just drop in and see what it's like to talk to a counselor. Um, there's the Learn to Live program, which is an online cognitive behavioral therapy program, oh, cool. free to University of Minnesota students. Um, so again, the Millimeter Row is kind of supporting um, different things that we do, different things yeah. that we offer. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're grateful for the partnership yeah, and that's what happy I was to be here. Where, where do you see that the, the donation will go to? So it's a great, it's a great answer. Um, so yeah, um, I, I will plan on having you back for a full episode so okay. we can, we can do that as well, but, um, appreciate you being on. Um, I'll link those, those things that you discussed on the, the show notes as well. And so, yeah, I just appreciate you being here and supporting the millimeter role. And, um, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Yep. All right, back on here. I just got done uh, about 20 minutes with another 25-minute interval on the rower, and I grabbed the first person I saw. Just kidding. I (laughs) convinced her to come on. It's my wife, Lauren. Say hello. Hello, everybody. So uh, how long have you rowed so far today? Um, I did two 25-minute chunks, and then your mom and dad donated $30, so I did another 30 minutes. So Mm -hmm. what would that put me at? Yep. Uh, 80, 80 minutes oh, so far. Okay. Yeah, that's probably more likely. So, um, number Nina, wise, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many um, meters. Meters, no. Currently, but uh, we'll go check here when we're done. Maybe do an update um, back when I have uh, Cheyenne on here in a little bit. But um, being that you're a mom and a, and a wife of someone with anxiety. Actually, let's just do a recap. How's it been going with uh, Kaner for you since the last time you were on? Um, I think it's been going pretty well. I, uh, you know, we still have our ups and downs, and I think his birthday recently has been helpful. He's kind of high on life with our vacation that we just went on and all the fun new stuff he just got, but um, always a work in progress, and we're both still kind of... Uh, working together and, and talking to each other on what's going to help him and, and how I can get better at helping him as well. Mm-hmm. And I think we've both um, been, uh, you know, purposefully giving him things that will build confidence. Um, he's also got, he got this little watch thing. I don't even know what it is. But what's it called again? Like a gizmo? Gizmo, gizmo gadget or something okay. by Verizon. Yeah. And so, he, he like, just to see him light up with that, I think – for him, like keeping him in the vein of things that he's interested in and then giving him some tasks in that to help him build confidence has been a, a game changer for him, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, even over the weekend for our little vacation, he does enjoy when he has smaller cousins. I think he likes being able to take care of the kiddos and, and have something where he can kind of play a leadership role. Right. Um when him and his sister are getting along, he does really well at, you know, helping her out and taking care of her and, and those kinds of things. And, um, but yeah, like you said, the little watch that he just got, I think technology, he likes Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. He gets a lot, a lot of confidence with that and he's doing little league and 
track right now and some CrossFit, CrossFit kids. And so I think that's just started for the summer last week. So we're still kind of getting our groove, mm -hmm. you know, getting into a And I think for him too, the, the little things make a big difference. Like just being able to stay up later and yeah. have some one-on-one -on -one time. You know, one of his, I think one of his love languages on top of like the gifts is quality time mm -hmm. but i don't i don't think we realize that for me i didn't realize that until recently and so just even like the nights that he's able to hang out with us even if it's just 10 more minutes mm -hmm. than his sister he seems to like go to bed easier yeah or even if it's just during the day where you know one if one person has to go somewhere else like they're doing a lot of their activities together this summer but um you know, if one of them has to go somewhere with dad to the store and then the other one stays with mom, you know, mm -hmm. just splitting up time a little bit. Because in the summer, it's hard when you have a sibling and you have to be around them all the time mm -hmm. or around one parent for a good chunk of the day. Right. <laughs> well, and our approach, our approaches are different. Like we're, I mean, obviously we're different people, but like I'm a little bit different in my approach than you are too. And so getting that contrast is good, um, but also getting that one-on-one -on -one time so he can kind of learn how to navigate those different styles is very important and you know you know we're sometimes we don't know what the hell we're doing but <laughs> sometimes we not do. sometimes pretty much all yeah, the time and we're still learning as parents and i think the important thing is to keep trying things but um for him he, re he really responds well to positive uh requests and positive feedback and as soon as he's down in the dumps and we kind of you know either one of us we both have times where we get upset and so that doesn't help at all so um, you know, that's one thing that we've been working on and we've talked a lot about is, you know, our delivery is important because, you know, if we, if we start being, you know, on the negative side of things or being angry, even if we're not angry, if we look like we're angry, it, it really, uh, it affects him. And so I think that's something that we've, we've talked about over time. And, you know, even as a couple, it's something that we work on talking to each other. I'm mm -hmm. not great at it. I know that. Lauren, Lauren's perfect at it. I'm just working to get up to her level. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, what else, what else has been going on? I mean, I know you're doing your CrossFit thing these days, but, uh, are you going to be doing any competitions lately? Um, I think the next one that I was going to plan on doing would be the Granite Games throwdown in September, but I might do some of the Dakota Games workouts with you guys and yeah, I don't know. Just getting through the all this rowing today and mm -hmm. seeing how how uh, our bodies hold up with this. Right. Yeah, Swedberg's not feeling so good. Yeah, I don't. I said nobody's gonna want to come to my rowing classes this week, so I'll have <laughs> to program some easier workouts, yeah. maybe at least yeah, people that have uh, come today. But it's been fun though. Yeah, we have a half hour rowing class, um, four days a week now. Yeah, Monday yep. through Thursday. Yep. Yep. And so you know it's mainly rowing based but then there is a metcon component to it so um yeah i'm guessing that after today the people that have spent the long lengthy amount of time on the rowers are gonna well before this event i tried to program some stuff that was longer, longer distances mm -hmm. or you know longer time on the rower because i honestly i think the longest i've ever been on a rower before this was maybe 10 minutes so yeah, same today has been 25 and 30 which hasn't been terrible but i certainly couldn't do uh the marathon row by any means yeah my hands are, i think are That's the, I was gonna say, the, the part that hurts the most ripping off some papers how much my fingers hurt like the yep i the feel like i've done a bunch hand, of pull-ups on my hand and as you can tell we got people flying all over the place so it's all good um 
how many how many more minutes are you planning on going? You think? Just however many spots we need filled, I guess. Cool. What's that? We're, we're, we're recording. We're a talking. What are you doing? He's interviewing me. Yeah, I'm interviewing her. You want to say hi? Say hi. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, well, I appreciate you being on. Anything else going on? You want to talk about or just? Not that I, my brain's kind of slow right now, yeah, to be it, completely kinda, honest. You want to? You kind of lose your mental capacity when you're just sitting there staring at the rower for a while. Yeah. It's nice to have, we're having people drive by and honk, and yep. the snow cone machine just got we had, here. We so had that the guy that was driving by, he's like, "Oh, rower's cool." And he, went, he came over and rode in his jeans for 25 minutes, and then he went home and got and changed. changed. Yep. And now, now he's, he's back. He, yeah. He's on his second. He's on the 50 minute. Yeah. So we're chunk. right out, right out in front of our our gym, right on Main Street, and people are just driving by and having a good old time. The Kiwanas um, showed up, and they're doing shaved ice, and they also have. Uh, Popcorn and cotton candy. My God, cotton candy looks delicious, even though I would be so sick. Yeah. I'm going to have to have to try some. Swedberg was telling me that he, for his marathon row, burned 2,100 calories. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that didn't look very fun at he's all. He's back home. Uh, I have a freezer that I filled with water that he's going to go sit in that. So, Anyways, we'll be back on here shortly. Thank you to my wonderful wife uh, for being on here. You're welcome. Thank you to the Feitenberger children. They're in the background the, uh, the guest appearance on commentary the here we'll be back here shortly with another guest to kind of talk about how the day is going so thanks lauren yep i'm off to row oh. all right i'm back again once again uh, i got david swedberg on here and he is still alive he did a marathon row and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about that here so thanks for being on once again yeah dude you're, you're like my <laughs> the most regular person on the podcast these days so Thanks, buddy. I said, my little nephew, bring me a bottle of water here. So, how you yeah. feeling? Oh man, pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I opened a little up bit sore everywhere. Yeah, but. yeah. I opened up the old uh, freezer for David and uh, chilled in there for about ten minutes. But uh, well, let's talk about. Well, let's first let's talk about the reason why. I think we've mentioned it a couple times. Yeah. The reason why you chose the challenge of doing a marathon, and then uh, we'll just go from there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Um, when it kind of the event came around and when I was hearing about it and then hearing some other people who are doing things similar, like with the marathon challenge, yep. um, like Dave and all those guys up mm-hmm. there, um, it just kind of seemed right. So I had a, my, one of my real close friends, Maria, about coming up on three years in September, she took her own life to postpartum depression, mm-hmm. um, which was one of those things that like we didn't even know existed. Right. A lot of people aren't really aware about it, Yeah, um, which is kind of part of this, right? Like the ability to help raise awareness and talk about it, and keep talk about depression, keep talk about going, yeah. um, anxiety, all those things. Um, and then just kind of a really cool way to make a difference, right? So the ability to make a little bit of a difference by, I mean, my challenge was a thousand bucks and that's not all that much money, but that that could go towards mm-hmm. making a huge change in somebody's life. Could getting save someone's them. life. Yeah. 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 So kind of, you know, it had been a lot of years where I'd kind of kept that a personal thing. Cause it was, I mean, it still is kind of hard, mm-hmm. but was still a little raw. And right. so kind of cool to finally feel like, okay, it's time to talk about that and yep. make a difference. So. Well, and I've known you for a while now and I didn't know that until you were on the podcast. Right. So it was, it's, 
And you know, this is why we do these events is to kind of keep the conversation going and bring awareness to things that aren't talked about that much. Yeah. You know, postpartum depression, you see it in movies or you read about it in the news, like right. those ladies that'll like drown their kids or just terrible stories. Yeah, exactly. But she was probably someone that seemed like they had it all together. Yeah. But inside there's this inner struggle that no one knows about. Right. So events like this is getting that conversation going. And there might be someone here today that's rolling that's like, well, this is like, and I, I mentioned this with uh, Gene or Kate, I can't remember, but like, this is someone that I feel comfortable confident. And this is my way to open the door. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah, because like with the postpartum depression, right? It's like women don't always even know about it, mm-hmm. right? And so then they just think that they're like crazy going through yeah. all sorts of stuff. And so then they kind of keep it secret. Right. And it's a shame thing. And then. You know, a lot of husbands have no idea to really be, right? And right. so, like, my Supported. best buddy, he, you know, M- Maria had always had anxiety, right? right. And so it was kind of like, well, we're just working through the anxiety stuff and didn't mm-hmm. realize, like, this is is potentially more serious and, we like, we got to actually right. be more proactive. And you right? try to justify your way out of it, too. It's like, well, she's had kid. I just had a kid, so she's just tired. Yeah, just, just emotional, off. just tired. Schedules off yeah. or whatever. And I, I used to do that, too. It's like... Well, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sore. Um, I'm anxious because I'm sore. I just don't want to right. go outside. And I right. would just hide away and not even talk about it. Right. So, um, and that's why it's so cool to do events like this. And for someone like you that ended up doing the marathon, you had to go to a pretty right. dark place mentally right. to make it through it. So talk a little bit about how the actual row went and like what yeah. was your mindset? What kind of tricks did you use? What other, what yep. other things did you do to make it through there? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, there was a few points at it, right, where it got pretty, pretty rough. Um, but there's this book, um, Man's Search for Meaning by Victor E. Frankel. Yep. Um, which, just thinking about him in general, kind of makes you be able to push. Um, yeah. But he's someone who survived concentration camps um, in Germany. And he, one of his, you know, the main concept of that book is if a man knows his why, he can find almost any how, mm-hmm. right? So if you know your why to life, right. you'll find a way to survive, right. right? And so for me, it was pretty big to just kind of keep that why, you know, the fact that I'm doing this, you know, to remember and to honor mm-hmm. my close friend and, you know, to make a difference for others right. who, you know, because there's people who are going through, like I put myself into this dark place, right? But there's people who with depression and anxiety are like in that same dark hole. Right. And so I'm just like, it was like, I'm going through this alongside it with it. Right. Let Um, me throw my, my arm over your shoulder. Let me get to that spot and say, Hey, I I, I don't understand, but I can relate. Right. I mean, I, I want to be there to lift you up. And that's why we do these community events is to, to show support and to, um, you know, try to mutual suffrage is one thing that CrossFitters all have in common. And, you know, people with mental health that I find through, through this podcast is that, you know, there are people out there. There are people that will lift you up, even if right. they're struggling themselves. Right. You know, like you, you went through depression. Yeah. And yep. if you would have known, you probably, and I'm sure you beat yourself up about it. Like, what, why didn't I notice or why didn't I right. do more? Right. But, you know, that's, that's not the solution. Now it's to pay it forward. Like, right. what can we, what else can we do? And that's, for me, the podcast has become that. Now, if I would have known back when I was going through the worst of the worst that my why was going to be, I'm going to be able to help people down the road. Right. 
totally different story. Yeah. Like I would have been it like uh, today's just a bad day. Yeah. Versus I'm probably gonna die tonight. Right. That was like my mindset. Right. If I would have known, yeah, down the road, I'm gonna be able to help people like my son or like yep. numerous people that we've seen today. Yep. Um, it would have been an entirely different story. So yep. I, I agree 100% with that. And I've, I don't even know how many times I've read that book. And even just in snippets, you yeah, know, it's a great yeah. book. And I, I'll put that on the website under the uh, the resources page. So. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's not just as simple as like know your why and then you'll survive <laughs> yeah, it. Right. Like it'll everything will be okay as yeah. long as you know your purpose. Like, that's kind of oversimplifying it, but at the same time, that really is what it comes down to, right? right? Like if you know, mm-hmm. if you have that reason to continue living yeah. and that that purpose, and you keep that in focus in the midst of like the darkest time. Mm-hmm you'll get through it right um, if, if your why is strong enough right it's not and everything else isn't going to matter and you really realize that and when you're a parent when you have your first kid yeah like, you're gonna ambulance that's not for our event that is for something else <laughs> that was not an ambulance for here but anyways you know you're you would do anything to save your kid's life right that's the kind of why that we're talking about is right. like you would do anything to accomplish a goal yep and, and you know that's that's why we get into this dark spot as you know and i'm gonna probably do i don't even know how many i've done i think i've done 100 minutes but i'll probably do two or three more yeah just because like i i want to pay it forward and i want to continue to evolve this podcast to help people more right. so than just anxiety but yeah as i'm finding like with people like yourself there's more right. that's coming to light yeah and and i think that you know kind of on the flip side right because i still struggle with seasonal depression mm-hmm. from time to time same, uh, yeah. not at all the same way that I did when I was right. in middle school but um, it's a thing but this I think is a healthy way to build up your mental toughness mm-hmm. right like yep. your ability to keep perspective in the midst of like that like okay I can't go any further mm-hmm. um, and I think that it you know not that CrossFit is the answer for everything, but right. it's a, I think it is a really, a really cool way um, for someone who's looking like someone who's just in depression or, mm-hmm. um, you know, in that dark spot and needs something else. It's a really cool way to kind of help you come in, focus on something else, but you're, you're building mental resilience right. to continue to push through the point of uncomfortable, mm-hmm. the point of, okay, I can't do it anymore right. in, in a really safe place spot, in a yeah. safe environment of i mean you're pushing till you break and then you can just stop mm-hmm. working out whereas if you're doing that with your mental health at home yeah you're pushing till you break and then who knows what breaks yeah and and you're are you year in yet Crossman? uh july july so, yeah, yeah yeah so about a year think about like before you started till now how, i mean not only like the physical transformation but think about how much that point at which you're like, I can't do it, right. has become so much higher. Right. Like your your level of tolerance for discomfort. Oh yeah. Has tra- trans. I mean, just because I know you, but. Yep. Like, for yourself, like, maybe just talk about that a little bit. Like before CrossFit to now, like, what's the difference in your mental state? Right. Um, well, and one thing that I think about fairly often, right, is like when I was in depression, I I was into cutting mm-hmm. because I was. That's right. I was like so depressed, so numb mm-hmm. that like I would something. do that to feel something, yeah. right? I can relate to that. And now, right, like doing CrossFit for a year, I've had way less like lower lows right. because I'm kind of pushing that like 
that envelope of feeling something mm -hmm. and pushing myself and challenging myself and then also having pride in what right. I'm doing. Um, but like in a sense, it's kind of, it's a similar thing, mm -hmm. but in a really much more healthy right. atmosphere. I think someone could be unhealthy with it. Yeah. Um, like if you, people, yeah. if you come and live at the gym just because you're not functioning and yeah. you're not facing what's going on in your life and you're just trying to like make yourself suffer all day long, yep. that's a problem. Yep. But within a healthy bounds, right. it can be a really, um, a better outlet to say, okay, I'm going to face yeah. and I'm going to challenge myself and I'm going to feel something. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to function. And I'm going right. to deal with the stuff that's life. giving me anxiety yeah. and the stuff that's depressing me. It's a and good piggyback for personal development. And you're someone that does personal development. So I know that. And I think that the, those two in combination, yes. because I always tell people that I work with, well, what happens if you get injured? Yep. What do you have to fall back on? Right. And that's, that's where that, you know, the daily ritual or the personal development habit, yep. that's where that comes into play. Cause you still have that to fall back on. Yep. Yep. If that's you don't important. have that, you get hurt. Yep. Yep, because I was doing all this personal development, right? And I was reading all this stuff, and it's all concepts. Um, for about a year before I started CrossFit, mm -hmm. I was on, like, hardcore focused on personal development. Right. But then what I realized is I wasn't actually taking time to, like, challenge and, like... Put it into action. Like, have those benchmarks of, like, okay, am I yeah. growing? Testing am out. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, besides just in, like, oh, in conversations and in relationships, right. which I was doing that, but then just on that like personal, like mental resilience, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't doing that. You so. get a real good test on like your self-talk in, yep. in, a, in a really hard mm -hmm. workout. And mm -hmm. I think it's a correlate to like difficult times in life that you kind of get, I mean, it's different, but like when things are, when you're up against, your back's up against the wall, how are you talking to yourself? Yep. Because that's gonna be a significant tell on yep. what your perception of that life event's gonna be. Yeah. Just like when you're in a workout or you're like, I suck, I suck, I suck. Right. Well, yeah. The workout's going to suck because you're talking right. to yourself like garbage. You're going to feel like garbage. Yep. Yep. So it's a good test. And I, I think that the transformation I've seen in you is probably one of the bigger ones in the gym just because I've known you, you know, yeah. you know and I, I, we have a working relationship as, you know, and we're friends and, um, it's been it's been really impressive just to see that confidence just come to light because i remember the yeah. first couple of times i saw you out at work you're just so quiet and yeah I'm like who's this guy i mean he's got <laughs> tattoos so we probably have a lot in common but we right. can hardly talk right and uh yeah so i think for me it's been it's been cool to watch yeah and, that's cool yeah for sure thank you yeah you yeah bet, yeah during the row though i think the two the two main things that i kind of did mm -hmm. um was i made a game plan Yep. And I stuck to it, oh, right? Good. Yep. So I was every 30 minutes, I was like, okay, I'm going to get up mm -hmm. and take a minute or so, yep. right? And I'm not going to take more than that. But I'm not going to break before that. Right. So I had these like, okay, we have to get there. These attainable goals. Yep, attainable. I'm like, okay, I know I can do it. And I pushed through it yeah. to get to that point. Right. Um, and then it was, you know, I just kind of used, wow. used circumstances, right? So like I was... I was doing it for Maria, yeah. right? So I was kind of thinking, and some people probably heard, I was kind of singing songs to myself <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Right. Yeah. When it was like, when I'm like, I can't, I, thought like, that was grunty, I need to singing. stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was these couple songs, um, you know, that like right at that mm -hmm. time of going through her loss and mourning her loss that oh, were yeah. really important. That and like, so those were the songs them. that I kept kind of on repeat. Yeah. When it like, because it's a weird combination of like you have to embrace the pain yeah but 
I also don't believe in just like trying to check out and like right. not feel it. Yeah. So it was like, okay, I want to feel it. Trust me, that does not work. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I've done this. But it was like that like combination of like, okay, I want to feel it. Mm-hmm. I want to embrace it. Yeah. But then there were some times where it was like, okay, I got to stop. And I'm yeah. like, nope, I can't. So then I would push into that a little bit more like, okay, what's the, what's the why? why? Yep. Remember it, emotional yeah. fuel. And then just, mm-hmm. I mean, with that focus, it pushed through. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I didn't do the marathon, but like I, like I said, I've done a few. Yeah. And for me, rowing is really of- hard because it, it really taxes the spot where I'm weak like yep. in my hips and stuff. Yep. Um, but for me, it's like, I think about the people I've talked to in this space and yeah. it's like, I remember how they are feeling when I was in that space. Yeah. And so that's my motivation. And that's, you know, why I, I keep, keep the podcast going. And when I, when I'm going to work out and physically I want to give up, yep. my mind won't let me, even though I probably yep. should cause I'm old, but yep. like you, you have to, like in order to improve, you have to push yourself through some discomfort. Right. Like you said, yep. numbing and checking out does not work. Yep. I've tried it and I tried it for five years and it never worked Yep. and I got worse. And so yep. pushing yourself through a little discomfort, whether that's physical pain, uh, if you're rehabbing an injury, but more so mental pain, yep. dealing with those things that you're scared to deal with, uncovering yeah. the dust, you know, yeah. exposing yourself, being vulnerable, you're going to heal. Yep. And it's the most important thing you can do for your healing. Yep. So, you know, for me, I go into that spot, I'm like, and I, and I, I think about, because I remember most of the questions I got, I'm like, the person that asked me this, they're feeling this right now. I can make it through it, and I hope that somehow, some way, what I'm pushing through is going to get to them. Right. Whether it's like through God, through the universe, through vibrations, whatever you believe, it's going to make it back to them. Right. And they're going to feel some of that, and maybe lean on some of that, that type of thing to get through what they're going through. So. Yep. Anyways, well, I'm glad, yeah, that, you, I'm glad that you're upright we'll and see, moving. We'll and see so. how tomorrow is, but yeah. I feel decent today. Yeah, tomorrow we'll, you'll get to class and be 10K roll. <laughs> I'm coaching personally. In the oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. So you might come wheeling in here with one of those yes. grocery store carts. Yes, let's hope there's not like a lot of showing people squat technique yeah. or something because yeah. I'll be well, picking it, somebody else. It's, uh, you know, it's very admirable and it's very, very cool and such a great cause that, that you went through that. And it was fun to, it was fun to watch it just as a, as a, friend and a, and a coach to see you do that there was times i was a little nervous for you but like you put you plowed on through and did it yeah well and that's i mean i'm one of those people right who i i can do a lot of things just because i want to be good yeah but this was a whole nother level yeah. than that which was cool right i've yeah. had a lot of people be like come up and be like hey congratulations you know yeah. it's like like i appreciate the, yeah, the acknowledgement but especially in this scenario like yeah it doesn't mean a whole lot because it's like, yeah. no, I'm just, I'm just doing this for everyone right. else who, you know, to yep. show that you can push further and harder than you, think you, you think you can. And you're not yep. alone. Yep. You know, if you're in that, like I'll, I'll jump on the, into the dark place right mm-hmm. beside you. Right. Yep. Like, exactly. So. Yep. And if you're out there never, never forget that there are people yeah. everywhere you go right next to you that are there to lift you up. Yep. Definitely. So. All right, buddy. Appreciate awesome. it. See you. Peace. All right, I'm back here. I am with uh, the founder of a an Instagram page called We Are the Evidence. She's going to explain a little bit more about that, but uh, she's someone that I've worked with in the past on anxiety, and she's she was brave enough to step up and be on the podcast here, and um, someone that's made huge a huge turnaround in her anxiety. Um, 
She's uh, had social anxiety in the past, and um, I think you struggled a little bit with even coming into the gym at one point. Absolutely, yep. yes. So uh, do you want to just um, say as much as you want to about yourself and then talk a little bit about uh, what actually is We Are The Evidence? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me here. Yeah, you bet. I'm very excited. Uh, so I um, started coming to the gym, which was a big step for me because of my anxiety. Mm-hmm. I am um, a victim of sexual assault, and being in an area with strong men, people I don't know, has been challenging, and mm-hmm. I think it's easy to feel vulnerable in the gym, yep. um, which is how I met you, yep. and I've made a lot of progress in that. And We Are The Evidence is a platform for victims of sexual assault, their support system, and anyone in the community who wants to learn more about um, sexual assault myths anxiety, um, the courtroom process, reporting, mm-hmm. and other topics. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And then, you know, it's just as I kind of stepped forward, come from the shadows to talk about my, my own battles with anxiety and, you know, a little depression and PTSD, it's, it's similar to what you're doing as, as you're paying it forward. And um, I remember the first time I saw um, the signs of your anxiety when you came in, I'm like, oh, I know what's going on. And then I came up and um, I remember going, are you okay? And you kind of like looked at me and you're like, oh, he might know. <laughs> yep. We give, that to, we give that to Landry. She's in the bathroom. Okay. And there she is right there. So do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Because I remember first feeling scared that someone could recognize that yeah. I was anxious because I thought I covered it up so well. <laughs> um, but then feeling some comfort too and mm-hmm. that it was okay to yeah. talk about it. Yep. Yep. And I, and in now that you've got to know me too, it's, it's, kind of how I am like I I can see it and I'm like just I want people to know that it's there because I was someone that would when I would go in public I would be petrified of people finding out um but I was like you know what I'm here to help and that's all I ever said and I don't think the first few times you took me up on it but eventually um I gave you my number and like you would text me before class and be like I'm feeling kind of anxious and we would just talk through it Mm -hmm. and it was like eventually it was like well it's not scary at all we're just talking yeah, and um, I can think of a couple of times you really helped me out when I got to class, and I was like, I don't know if I can be here today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can get through this, and you have heard mm-hmm. so many tips. Well, and it's just, I just, I, all I did was I shared what worked for me, mm-hmm. and, you know, and if, if you were like, eh, okay, I'll try it, and then just keep, kept giving you options to try, and really that's all I do as a coach. And I think for you, with your We Are The Evidence, it's going to be the same thing. It's like things might hit home for people, but what you can do is you have a story to share mm-hmm. and you're paying it forward because you've healed, right? And, and yeah. realistically, I, I never did the work for you. I just said, hey, this is, this is what might work. Mm-hmm. And you did the work, so. Yeah, and I think you play a really big part in We Are The Evidence coming to life. Um, and I don't know if you even know how much of a part, <laughs> but I couldn't that, do it but... without your support. Yeah, um, appreciate that. But really. Yeah, I'm excited for you, and uh, I appreciate that. But, you know, obviously you're, you're doing the work, and you're the one that's – it's your story, um, and, and I understand what you're saying. And, and just you've, you've done this. I, like I said, I've, I just have more time under tension, you know, more years, you know, under the, in the trenches. But um, I'm, I'm really excited because your brand looks really cool. Like it's, it's got a really good look to it. And so you have the page – what else are you planning on doing? Are you doing? Yep. So we'll have a website that launches this summer yet, probably mm-hmm. in four to six weeks. Sweet. And then a book is coming and should be published in 2020. Nice. Which will be a comprehensive handbook um, for victims to know what to do. Like yeah. you've been assaulted, now what? What's right. normal? Um, 
but for supports to know how to support yeah. and for potential jury members to read and see this is typical mm-hmm. for a sexual assault case yep. so they can make more informed decisions right. when you're in the jury. Because I'm sure after it happened to you, you're kind of like, you know, what the hell do I do? I think it's kind of funny. So when I, after my experience, I tried doing research and mm-hmm. some of the top things to come up was Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, and then like a 70s handbook used saying like carry pepper spray on you. Like there wasn't anything oh my out goodness. there. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So now, and that's, that's the thing too, is like for me when I was struggling, there wasn't really much information out there, especially for guys. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing for me is what I find is that there's not a whole lot of guys that are talking about this. Um, I did find an online support forum, which, you know, that really helped me out. But then I found books. And, and I think that it's an underutilized tool is, you know, we can, we, we're so digital now mm-hmm. that finding a book to read, um, to gain knowledge, to put into action is going to be a huge part of anybody's healing. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a perfect space. It's, it's, it's a niche space, but there are so many people out there. And, and you know, the more that you get exposed and um, the more that the we are the evidence is known, you're going to find people that come out of the woodwork that you're like, I would have never thought that's what happened to them. Yeah, it's kind of already happening. So the page has only been live for two weeks and people message me saying, hey, like I, I've been assaulted. I don't know if I want to report. Right. And, I mean, I have that conversation with them. I direct them mm-hmm. to resources in their state and in their area. Right. Um, but it is. It's kind of incredible how yeah. people feel safe to come forward yeah. when they know Isn't it's that, safe. It feels more empowering for you too, I bet. Absolutely. Yeah. And so each time that that happens, you heal a little bit. And mm-hmm. what I found with telling my story is that each time I tell it, it doesn't mean any less to me but I heal more so it's easier to talk about mm-hmm. um, when I first started talking about it I would get super emotional which I'm sure like each time you tell your story and, and you know when you do finally like say hey this is me it's going to be an emotional time but you're going to feel so good when you're done that it's going to be so freeing and like the chains are going to come off um, but uh, yeah and so like for me being able to come from behind the, the curtain so to speak, and say, hey, this, you know, I was, I tried out for the NFL, I was almost a professional athlete, and I struggled with mental health. Like, Michael Phelps is one of my biggest idols because he wasn't a, you know, 13-time gold medalist that Mm -hmm. talks about anxiety, you know? And I mean, just some of the people that have the most going for them still struggle. And there's people like yourself that, you know, I didn't know what was behind your anxiety, and I really didn't care, like, but I want to help. And so that's what you can do. Like, you really aren't going to need to know people's stories, but you're like, here's what I can do to help. Yep, I agree. I think education is the first step to mm-hmm. empowering yourself and those around you. Yep. So let's, uh, we'll just do a couple a uh, couple more things here. Like, so let's say someone that's listening is a victim of, well, like, what are the first few things that you recommend that they do? I, so if you were just assaulted, I would start doing research. Mm-hmm. I would look into statute of limitations. Um, ideally, if you can disclose sooner rather than later, it's better. Right. So I do encourage you to find supports, but also to find comfort that you're not going to be alone. When mm-hmm. you go there, they will set you up with a victim advocate. There's oh, cool. resources out there. Um, so grab your group of people, mm-hmm. make that report. And right. if that group of people is, we are the evidence, reach yeah. out on Instagram and find the support there if you need it. Awesome. Yep. And you'll find that, that you're going to be that resource that people need because they're going to be like, I don't know where to turn. And, um, you know, I found that too. And and I've found a couple of um, repetitive things, but everybody's experience is unique. 
um, repetitive questions I'm saying like with kids but how they take action from that advice is different so well anyways um, I think I think it's a fantastic thing I'm pumped for you and, and like um, it's just been night and day watching you grow and watching you just blossom. It's it's fantastic for me. It's like you're my little sister and you're like finally becoming <laughs> this beautiful flower because you. you're not hiding anymore. And so I'm super excited for you. And I will link uh, your your page and um, I'll put your website up on my page too once once it's live. And um, if you ever need anything, just let me know. I will. Thank you, Corey. Thanks for all you do for everyone. Yeah, you bet. And I'm back. Probably not a break for you guys because I just hit record and it started again. But I'm here with uh, Aaron Kentop, Executive Director of Kinship um, Mentoring here in Morris. So say hi to the people. Hey, everybody. And I just found out that um, I should know her. She graduated with my younger brother. But like usual, I don't remember people being that I've been gone for 20 years. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, I graduated with your brother. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I should know that. Um, so anyways, let's, uh, let's go over what Kinship is and uh, what you do there and what other resources we could provide. So yeah. give us the elevator speech. Great. So <laughs> RUSK Kinship Mentoring. Um, RUSK stands for Raising Up Stevens County. We are a youth mentoring program serving um, youth families and adults in Stevens County. We have two programs. We do that through uh, the community mentoring where we have matches. And then we also implemented a Lunch Buddies program this last school year where we have lunch with second graders yes. once a month. Yeah, my, and my son them. said yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one's been a blast. Yeah. So. Cool. Cool. And yeah, we, uh, you know, you guys are like right down the street from us. And, uh, you know, Kate was talking about Russ Kinship and I, I hadn't heard about it before. And so it's, it's an amazing thing and it's, it's a great resource. And so um, let's say, my, and my son's standing here watching. I told you to come back in here. <laughs> so, like, if I wanted to bring my son um, to Russ Kinship, uh, what what kind of things would we look be looking at doing with him? Uh, with the community mentoring, we would uh, find an adult from the community to match him with and mm -hmm. spend time together. Uh, we ask for a minimum of a year, mm -hmm. four hours a month. Okay. Um, and we pair up matches with liked activities. Oh. so that they like to do things together. It makes spending time easier. It builds that relationship. Um, and it just continues to um, have another positive influence or another positive adult in a child's life. Right. Do you, do you find that um, it's, it's children that may not have that at home that, that come and visit you guys more often than not? There is, um, there is a need there for some reason. Um, kids come into the program for several different reasons. Sometimes they're missing a certain person in their life, mm -hmm. whether that's like a, um, a parent figure or a grandparent figure. Sometimes they have some social anxiety oh, yeah. that they want help mm -hmm. um, working through. Sometimes the parents just know that they're not um, outgoing and mm -hmm. not, and they want somebody to take their child okay. and introduce them into the community and get to know um, the community that we live in, right. people that are here, yeah, um, and so for a variety of different reasons, right. that kids yeah, I could see that program. if you know if they're only comfortable being with their parent, getting them out in the community with with another person, a different person that they'll eventually feel safe with, mm -hmm. is going to give them that confidence to you know build build that social confidence with um, someone new, you yeah. know, you know rather than the the what is that the the duck under the the wing of the mom or the right. dad, yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. And um, so for, and like with um, kids who have multiple siblings at home, mm, it's a great opportunity to have one-on-one -on -one right. time with another adult and have 
full attention. Right. Like if their parents are busy and I mean, you know, like my, my younger brother has four kids and my older brother has five, wow. which I don't know how to do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, always growing up, I knew they were a little nuts, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But they, I mean, they make it work and you know, yeah. I can, I can, they do, they do do stuff like that through the church. And you know, <laughs> if, if, um, you know, this is another outlet for that as far yeah. as that goes. Yep. Cause mentoring happens naturally right. in our own lives mm-hmm. and with kids. Um, but when that doesn't happen, that's when our program comes in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes families come into this community without a support system um, and without having that um, uncle that they mm-hmm. can, you know, spend time right. with or that grandparent that they can go and do things mm-hmm. with and take them to community activities. Um, so we form that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So what are some of the activities that, that you find are um, the ones that are most often utilized? Yeah. In the community. Um, well, we really encourage having free or low cost activities because mm-hmm. it's not um, what you do. It's not the money that the mentors spend on the kids, but it's really the time and the mm-hmm. relationship. So there's a lot of outdoor activities in the summertime. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of parks and biking and, you know, skateboarding and roller skating and there's hiking. There's the Frisbee park. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, we have a lot of matches that do. Um, baking or cooking. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, I wish I would have learned that when I was a kid. I got right? to college. <laughs> I was like, hmm, I have tuna, uh, green olives, and barbecue sauce. Hmm. This will be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And we've got some matches that do community work. Oh. And so they'll go and visit um, people at Westwind Village. They'll do um, stuff at the library. They volunteer their time at the thrift store. Mm. All different kinds of activities. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, for, you know, for our kids, like you know, we we have a little bit more flexibility, and we're able to. But they don't get that one-on-one time, mm-hmm. and I think that's so important. You know, it's <laughs> my son's over here doing the skier right now. But um, like every once in a while, they'll they'll uh, we'll do we'll say we'll say we're gonna do something, and then they'll be like, "Well, is is Landry coming?" And that's his sister. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh," you know. And it's like, <laughs> eh, "I'm sorry, buddy." You know. So it is so important for that. And, you know, when I was in high school, we used to have um, Tiger Buddies. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the older athletes would, would mentor the younger athletes. And I remember that more than a lot of the games that we played. You know, that kind of thing, the relationships. You know, obviously, yeah. the friends. But yeah. um, mentoring the younger guys and, you know, watching those guys come up through school as well. And I'll see some of them, like... Um, What's his name? I'm not gonna remember it now. It's terrible. I'm terrible with names, by the way. But I, he he still remembers that, and he still remembers like we would come and just teach him about basketball, and he thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. So how do how do people get in contact with Rust Kinship? Um, we have a office on Main Street. We're in the um, Flugel Anderson Law Office mm-hmm. building, so you can stop by there. Uh, we have our website, which is rustkinship.org. Mm-hmm. Find us there. Um, Five eight five Rusk or 7872 mm-hmm. um, and then rustkinship at gmail.com so cool. a variety of different ways we're yeah. also on Facebook yeah. you get to see our activities I also coordinate a monthly group activity oh cool um, and those usually get put on put on Facebook okay for like an so, event yeah. page okay cool yeah. I'll also put like your guys' contact information and you know website address on the on the show notes as well that'd so, be great awesome well I appreciate you being here at the event I appreciate you jumping on the podcast and uh, yeah it should, I appreciate po- you should post asked. here uh, tomorrow I think I just got to have to edit it tonight but um, great having you on and thanks for being here yeah thank you awesome. All right. Well, there you have it. 
going to be a variant of different sound levels, different voice levels, all kinds of fun things on this episode. But what an amazing event. Um, I, I did not do a live feed on my Instagram for the Anxiety Wad page. However, um, I, I will plan on trying out some a video podcasts and I might even try some solo. I haven't really ever seen any that are just a solo person recording themselves other than a vlog, but I've never seen it for a podcast. So I might try to do some of those. But as far as this event, um, we ended up uh, rowing 813,250 meters, which is an amazing, uh, amazing amount of meters rowed. We started at eight and we finished at four. And I think our goal for next year is to get to that 1 million meter row um, get the, the total up to a million, but with the, the number of people that we had and the donations that we had, we, we did row what we had for donations. And so we matched that. And the cool thing about it, a couple times there was people that would just drive by, pull in, um, drop off a donation. We had a couple of people that just pulled in and said, Hey, I want to do this. This looks great. What is this about? And I think we even picked up a new member, maybe even two, um, that once they kind of found out about the event, and what we were doing they were like hey i'm all in so it was just a great event um we we ended up raising over three thousand well over three thousand dollars i think the final amount will come out here soon once we get everything counted up after those drop-in donations as well so for the people that jumped on to the podcast i want to say thank you i appreciate you jumping on some people are a little nervous but uh, they did fantastic each person that i had on here is is a natural and um you know i'm gonna keep adding guests to our list I'm going to keep having guests come in to do the wads, the workouts for your day, um, that uh, to deal with their variety of specialties. Um, I think the next one up is going to be Kate. Um, she's going to do one on empowerment and positive self-talk, and that, that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. If it's not out this week, then I'll be doing the one this week. Um, there, I had a couple of questions on um, imposter syndrome was one that came up. And then another one was the positive self-talk. And so one of those episodes will be coming out. So thank you for joining me once again. I hope you enjoyed this trip down the event of the Million Meter Row to raise awareness for mental health and the variety of guests that we had. And I want to thank you for tuning into this longer episode. It's the longest one I've done, but uh, it's a special event. So thank you. Have yourself a peaceful morning, afternoon, or evening. Keep coming back, guys. We're going to figure this out, I promise. See you!